we had my family over and in doing so in preparation for that like legitimately all of our christmas decorations were down by friday wow <laughs> yeah well <laughs> and, and part of that is we got we ended up getting teddy like things to keep him occupied for christmas like a kid's trampoline and like a thing he can climb on because he's like into climb on on things. Well, this trampoline ended up being much bigger than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so like it with our Christmas tree was just not like you walk into the room, you couldn't breathe basically because there was no room for anything, including oxygen. And so um, like the day after Christmas, Jess had that tree down. And, like, we took it down, like, that night. And I was like, man, like, we are, like, our kids have been watching Grinch and stuff like that. We we might be. <laughs> she goes, no, it's, it's necessary. I go, I know it's necessary, right? But, like, I've never seen Christmas torn down as fast as we got it down. This, <laughs> this <laughs> And it was, like, partly so that things could fit in the room. But then we also have my family, like I said, coming over yesterday. And, man. We had that sports discussion last week, and I've been saying yeah. I haven't really cared about sports except <laughs> Michigan football and the Detroit yeah. Lions. And doggone it, yeah. woke up today and Michigan had still beaten Alabama. Yep. And I'm probably going to reference that a lot tonight because Michigan yeah. beat Alabama. <laughs> we have a little counter going. <laughs> no, we don't need one. I'll probably get it out of my system pretty quick. But whoa, what a game! Yeah. So and I don't know. So we watched the last uh, the last play, the fourth down again, uh, a couple of times, and I don't know what you saw, but what I saw was the quarterback misread where he was supposed to run. He had an alley to the it left. Was supposed to, it was supposed to be off left tackle, and he went straight up. Straight well, did up you see what happened? Our the defensive end from Michigan just blew <laughs> up that right tackle into him. Yeah. I think he was getting ready to get cut to make a cut to the left, mm-hmm. and. But that tackle, like, I watched the back view really slow. And as he was going to put his foot down, that tackle hit his knee. Mm. So his knee couldn't even make it to the ground, and then he was done. Yeah. Did you see the video circulating of that last play set to My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion? (laughs) No. Because you know that's what they do with all these, like, dramatic sports clips now, right? Yeah. It's like, this is so much better set to Celine Dion, and it's like... You know the the you know the song I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. And so like the part where it goes like you're here, right? Here. And like the drums come in. There's yeah. Nothing. Like as yeah. yeah. As soon as like those drums come in, that's when the tackle is made. Do do. Right? And then you're and they're like running across the field and everybody's <laughs> it's <laughs> I'll send it to you if I can find it. But it I mean, it just does I mean Celine Dion does make those dramatic sports clips that much better. So much more dramatic, so much more emotional. Yeah. It's it. Last night was a a a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, we went from well, my dad at one point saying they're not even worth watching anymore <laughs> to yeah. we're going to the national championship. Yeah, well, I mean, there was, I mean, when it was twenty to thirteen or seventeen, what was it, seventeen to. 17 and 13. And then it was tw- yeah. No, we had 13. We we were 13 and 10. And then Alabama scored yeah. in the fourth quarter. It was 17 yep. 13. 13. 
Yeah. yeah. And then they and then they came down and kicked another field goal. And it was just like Man, I know. You know I, was like, was... I was so mad. Team that didn't even deserve to be there. But ended up, yeah. they should have been there. Cause... Yeah. And it was like I well, told, and I watched the I watched the Washington-Texas game afterwards because I was like, I got to see who we're playing. Like, I don't yeah. care about sports, but I care about sports, right? <laughs> and uh, I told someone, I really felt like the Rose Bowl was the national championship. Like, I felt like the winner yeah. of that game was going to be the one that, that, that walked away with the national championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, Washington uh, looks tough, and it will be it will be a very because I just think the styles are so different from Washington to Alabama. It's how quickly will Michigan be able to adjust? But at the same time, I mean, Texas put up thirty one thirty one points on them, and they don't I play mean, defense. Yeah, they don't and, play defense, and their run their run defense is nearly non-existent yeah so michigan should be able to control the line of scrimmage i mean michigan dominated the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball really except for the third quarter which i'll grant you that but like you have five sacks in the first half like yeah that was a fun game it was a fun game threw off my entire day today because I was up way too late. I fell asleep watching the Washington-Texas game downstairs and woke yeah. up at one thirty, not knowing who won. Didn't even check. Went to bed and then woke up this morning. I realized I missed like a very exciting ending there, too. But Yeah. yeah I, I, I couldn't hang. I'm getting older, I, man. I can't hang yeah. anymore. I was I was in bed because um, we were staying at our in-laws. And uh, so we were all, all or, well, four of us. We're in the same room. So Rachel, me, and, and then um, Anna and Simeon, they were sleeping. In. Well, Anna woke up at like 1245 or 1230, something like that, and you know, came over and was talking about she was she was hurting. And anyways, um, ended up she didn't complain about it today at all. So I don't know what happened. Mm. Uh, anyways, but it was at that point I was like, all right, I'll see what the, the final was. And that's when I saw it. Yeah, saw I went, I went yeah. to bed. Way before it was over, I I can't. Jess and I were in bed on New Year's Eve before the ball dropped. Uh, I kissed her the next morning and said Happy New Year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I just don't want to. It's part of like we each chose like a word for the year that we want to focus on, mm-hmm. right? And mine is discipline. Okay. Like yeah, in I'm all facets of life, which I feel like is a good word to. Um, is a good word to pick. So, like on New Year's Eve, I was like, at four a.m. is gonna come early, so let's just fall asleep. And I've seen the ball drop thirty six times. I'm good. <laughs> if you've seen it once, you've seen it plenty yeah. of times. And so, yeah. But that's what we're talking about tonight: some planning and time management, and time. how to, as I've heard one person put it, and I think is a great way to put it. You are either the master of your schedule or you are mastered by your schedule. Yeah. And how can we master our schedules in 2024? So you ready to go? Sure. Well, let's, uh, uh, so I like what Dustin did, invited us to do last week. And well, let's just do it off the top of it. Let's pray before we yeah. head into it. Let's do it. Let us pray. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, you are the master of all time, and all time is in your hands. So we give you thanks for these conversations in which we discuss your word and your plans for us. And we ask you to strengthen us and all of our listeners by your Holy Spirit. That we would walk in your ways, that we would glorify you, that we would use our time wisely. Bless uh, conversation tonight, that it may be to the edification of all who will listen. And thank you always for, in the fullness of time, you sent forth your Son, born of a woman, that we might be redeemed from the sin that, that imprisons us. All these things we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, you ready? Now we're ready. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? And happy New Year from the Two Chaps Pod. He's Coleman, and I am AJ. We're ready to kick off your new year with our first episode of 2024. And what better episode to talk about time management? <laughs> Let's start the year the right way. Because here's the deal. As dads, we wear a lot of hats. I wear the same hat every week, but we wear a lot of hats. We have our jobs. We have our relationship with our wife. We have our families that we need to train and protect and provide and serve and love and, and disciple. And we also might have second jobs like both of us do as army chaplains. So how do we manage our time? And this is actually a topic that, that you kind of brought up because you have, you said you kind of been feeling a little bit of pressure, maybe, maybe that's, I don't want to put words in yeah. your mouth, but yeah, why no, this topic? That's, that's a, why this topic? Yeah. Well, uh, one, um, a new year. And so it, uh, always at a, at a, when the calendar year flips, there's this recognition of time, like, Time continues to go on, and it will until the day that Christ returns. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you, you, you think about, uh, and kind of what we talked about with my brother last week, you know, you've got those segments mm -hmm. by which you, you know, can influence your children. But that's, that's also true for your life as a whole. Um, you know, there's, there's, and you and I both know this, there's a certain time when your body can do things, and then when it can't. And, you know, and so, and you, and you have to, to, to think about like deadlift six reps when you <laughs> right. are really only supposed to do eight reps uh, or the know, other way the around, other way around there, deadlift yeah. eight reps when you were only supposed to do six and six, then you walk yeah. around and make fun of me for the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. Inside yeah. joke. Sorry. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It, it, in, and this, this reality that, you know, time is a gift, first of all. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it's a gift from God. Every we God does not owe us another heartbeat, but He graciously gives it to us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and He He doesn't owe us anything that we get in our lives, but He, by His love, His mercy, He pours it out upon us, and He gives us those opportunities, um, and and the days, the the hours of the day, and you know, the the cycle that He's built into. I mean, time began with Him um, in creation. That's He separated the night from the day mm -hmm. you know? and so uh and then like just what we celebrate in the fullness of time like, like all of time hinges on his son coming forth from mary and 
his son's life and his son's death and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. So the concept of time really, you know, in the last few weeks has been kind of a big picture thing to think about. But then also on the, on the daily schedule of like, okay, you know, we've got uh, church obligations. And I, you know, had in the, the week, be- week before Christmas, you know, had a funeral and then we had uh, six church services between two different congregations. And, you know, uh, and, you know, prior to that was uh, military weekend and you know, like this upcoming weekend's military weekend. And then in between all that, tried to, you know, go visit uh, family and friends for the holidays. And then, which we did, which we recorded during that time. And then, you know, coming back, we have more church services for just normal Sunday. And we had a New Year's Eve service. Um, and in that one, I, I kind of focused not so much on the time aspect of it in in one regard, but the the constant that remains, whether our time remains or not. And that is uh, from Romans 8, that was the, the text, you know, that nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So, you know, you take that in both looking back in time of what the last year was and any years before that, um, but you also cling to that going forward with your life of, you know, this is, this is the promise that God has made to me and I can face every day that he gives me knowing that's true, knowing that nothing can separate me from his love in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Um, and so when that final day comes on this earth, that's still going to go on. And so, so it's, it's so all those things about time and you're right. It was feeling the pressure because it was like, okay, how are we going to accomplish all these things? How are we going to get to and from? And then, you know, looking down the pipe, uh, all the things that are coming up in the next three months. So it's like, what, how do we deal with managing our time, prioritizing things, um, and really making the best use of the time that we have? I think it's Peter that tells us that one of his epistles make the best use of the time at hand. So that was kind of what prompted that in my mind. So I guess since I came up with the idea, I'll ask you the question. Uh, How is it that you manage your time? Because you have three kids just like me. You've got two jobs. um, And, you know, you've got all all these, you're basically the head honcho at uncultured dad so and you've got all these other things going on how do you map out time in your mind and then also just kind of any other thoughts on big picture time yeah um so i i I think first of all you hit the nail on the head right like time is a gift and for me like i know that science tells you that you have to have eight hours of sleep every night um but i don't like if I get eight hours of sleep, I'm useless the next day. I wake up groggy. I'm unmotivated. Like if my sweet spot when it comes to sleep is like five to six hours. If I get five to six hours, like I feel the best I feel all day long. Right. So for me, I, I kind of, I, I tend to plan backwards from that. Like 
okay, I, I got to get six hours of sleep. So, and I like to start my days anywhere between four and four thirty every morning, just because that gives me about two and a half hours of just quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means I need to be in bed by 10 o'clock right. at the earliest, 11 o'clock at the latest. Right. And it doesn't take me long to fall asleep. I'm usually out, you know, so, um, <laughs> When it when it comes to like balancing and keeping like plates spinning and stuff, I I I'm a big checklist guy mm-hmm. and like a big like color coder, if that makes sense. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I've told you kind of the way that I study the Bible and do my devotions is right. I yeah. I track themes with colors and stuff just because it it helps pop and like when I write my sermon manuscripts or like main points are in yellow, sub points are in pink. Bible verses are in green quotes from commentaries or whatever I'm using is in blue. So like I can see and I know what it is. Right. So I color code everything. Like my main job at at blue cross, it has a color on my schedule. Um, my, my men's ministry leadership has a color on my schedule. My personal time has a color on my schedule. And I, I legitimately schedule like my entire day is filled from 4 a.m. till 10 p.m. with some kind of color. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm doing something. It's, you know, you know, family time is relaxing for me, right? Most of the time. I mean, it's not always relaxing, but, right. but most of the time <laughs> it is. But so I just, I, I and I, I think of those colors as buckets, which helps me compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So like if I have a men's ministry thing to do and it's in red but you know something from my main job comes up well that's in the red bucket it stays in the red bucket until i'm done with the blue bucket and then i can go back to it um but i'm also very visual so i have to write everything down right Mm -hmm. i have spreadsheets that i keep that you know that that just order everything but i also found that i cannot just sit and work through something continually yeah because if i do that then by 2 p.m i'm i'm exhausted i'm done mentally checked Mm -hmm. out right whatever so i don't know if you've uh ever heard of the pomodoro method describe it because i've heard of a method and i don't remember the name of it but it's like 20 minute blocks yeah yeah Yeah. so it's 25 minute blocks 25 okay yeah yeah so i work in 25 minute blocks, take a five minute break. And, okay. But it's, it's four cycles of that. And on the fourth cycle, after you've, you know, worked 25 off five, work 25 off five, work 25 off five. After you've worked that next, that fourth 25, you take like a 15 minute break. Mm. Okay. And so for me, like, cause I'm staring at screens all the time. Yeah. One thing that I like to do is like, I'll work for 25 minutes then I'll read for five minutes. I'll work for 25 minutes, then I'll read for 25 minutes, right? And gotcha. then that allows me to, you know, because I color code everything, I have four categories that I pick books in. And yeah. so I'll <laughs> I'll check off one book after two hours or one category after two hours and then another after four. And so yeah. I, I'm not perfect in it and I'm I'm, you know, still working through it like this morning I was up late watching the Michigan game. So yeah. I slept in this morning. Right. And then, yeah. you know, everything just kind of gets shifted because one thing that I think that we can do, and I think we have to be really careful of, especially as dads is do we master our schedule or does our schedule master us? Right. Um, 
And and the reason why I say that is I used to let it master me. Yeah. Um, to the point that like if I had written it down, it had to get done. And if something with the family came up, I was irritated and visibly irritated to the point that Jess would be like, What's wrong? Right? Yeah. And then I had to check myself and be like, Okay, hold on. Like, who is this serving? Right. Is it serving my ego for accomplishing something or am I being the man that I'm supposed to be? So though I have disciplined my time, I go back to the quote from Jocko all the time, discipline mm-hmm. equals freedom, right? Yeah. And and the more that I discipline the time, the more freedom I have to say grace exists. Yeah. And we have to be able to give ourselves grace when we're not able to check something off of that to-do list, right? Yeah. Because it will get done. And what's more important, me playing beauty shop with my daughter and, and fake painting her nails because she asked me to do it or, <laughs> right. you know, reading two pages in a book. At the end of the day, that's much more impactful than the two pages that I can read later on. Right. right? Yeah. So, like, for me, it's just reminding myself, grace, grace, grace. Yeah. But then keeping that list in front of me and going, okay, here's this, here's this, here's this. Um, and, and I had a thought that I was going to say, um, oh, this is what it is. Back when I was struggling with this and mastered by my schedule, I always would comment on what I wasn't able to get done. Right. Because my time got cut short or, you know, something interrupted me. I wasn't able to get to this and that, and that, that would be irritating. And uh, it was literally just like a few weeks ago. That I was down working. Jess had had a long night with Teddy. It's, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. It's, you know, four o'clock turned into six o'clock or actually four o'clock turned into five o'clock because I'd only been down there for like an hour and he's crying again. And I knew he she was just up with him. And I was like, OK, well, I got to read for an hour and like a light bulb went off in that moment. Right. It wasn't that I didn't get an extra hour and a half. It was that I got that hour to accomplish yeah. what I needed to accomplish. And like yeah. that mindset shift, like really kind of like helped me specifically yeah. go. It's not about what I didn't get to do. Let's focus on kind of what I did get to do. Right. And and since then, like anytime something's come up, I'm like, OK, I got to do this. Let's go. Right. Like and again, I'm not perfect. I I mean, right. It, I, I don't want to act like I'm perfect. This is just what has helped me. I'm a, I'm right. a list maker. I'm a, mm-hmm. I like seeing things checked off and crossed off. Like that's like a, a point of pride, which, you know, not sinful pride, but it's just like, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my, my four thirty to six thirty is my reading time. So like, that's when I do my Bible study. Um, that's when I read, I have four categories I read in expert knowledge, history, and general, which is just like entertainment. So expert is church history, theology, you know, doctrine, that kind of thing. Um, knowledge is um, like philosophy, psychology, or points of view that are from a different worldview. Um, and so I try to get those two categories checked off before 630. So I'll read my Bible and then get into those categories. That's kind of my day to day. Well, what about you? Yeah, so I'm I'm not as structured as you are uh, in terms of having every hour, uh, you know, blocks grouped out. Uh, but I may need to. 
I mean, that's that's something that you know, because in thinking about things going forward of how to manage things better, that that, that might be a because uh, I read about that thing. The what was the name of it again? Pomodoro method. Pom- Pomodoro. I read about it probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago, from another pastor who does that same thing. So yeah, for for me, I definitely I I do have checklists of like like I'll come into the office um, and I'll I just got a, a notebook and I write down okay you know I know I need to choose the hymn set up worship for next week you know I know I've got uh, these people I need to call on you know I've got to do this and uh, I've got these visits this week or these are these are the people I'm attempting to visit this week or whatever it is um, and, or I've got whatever Bible study whatever sermon mm-hmm. uh, you know and so those are those are there as kind of okay, here's what needs to get accomplished by the end of the week. So it's, it's a much more fluid because it's, it's trying to, it's finding the, uh, really the, the time. If I find myself doing nothing, I can look to that and go, okay, here's what I need to, to get back on. But then there are also kind of standing obligations that, you know, we've got uh, Bible study during the day on Thursday, Bible study on Saturday morning, Bible study on Wednesday night, and then obviously, you know, preparation for church services. And that's writing a sermon. So, mm-hmm. and that's that's a whole. And, and that, this is the, this is where I kind of hit the, uh, question marks about like blocking those things because, for my sermon prep, it's often it well it's reading through whatever the the texts are, um, choosing which text I'm going to go with, and then. Either translating it, uh, listening to listening to other sermons, other commentaries, reading commentaries on it, you know, all this other trying to like this knowledge gathering about what mm-hmm. this is, um, and that's that's I very rarely will, could like well I, I don't know I've never tried it but I don't know that I could do that within a twenty five minute block like it would be a, a continuous thing and especially yeah so so like with that though and I'll let you get back to your answer but like it's it's not accomplish one thing in 25 minutes is mm-hmm. I'm taking, you know, let, let's say for instance, using your schedule, let's say that you said Tuesdays were your sermon prep days, mm-hmm. right? And you were going to spend from the moment you got in the office till lunch doing your sermon prep, right? It's just an example. Yeah. You would start when you got in there, right? And you would work for 25 minutes, whatever that 25 minutes looks like, whether that's reading, listening to a sermon, right? Or whatever. And then when that 25-minute mark hits, you just step away for a second and kind of, like, refresh. And then you just go right back to what you were doing in the next 25 minutes. Okay. So it's not necessarily, like, I have to accomplish a task in 25 minutes. It's this is what I'm working on. But in order to make sure that I don't, like, fizzle out at the end, right, where the mind starts to wonder Mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, how many times you've been sitting on to prep your sermon and then you're like, Oh wait, I got to think about the hymn for this week. So let me go and like start looking for hymns, <laughs> yeah. and then you're distracted from prepping your right. sermon, right? Or, or like, right. like yeah, yeah. for me, what'll end up happening is like I'll have these thoughts going through my mind, and um, like I'll sit down to study, or I'll sit down to read, and the moment I start reading, that thought popped back in my head, like, like today it was working on getting my schedule in order, right? Because I, I kind of yep. rearranged it and all that, and so. Like, and, and I saw myself literally Bible open in front of me, highlighters here, ready to go. 
I'm reading that thought popped in my head and I saw my hand go to my mouse to start working on that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. I'll get this done. Yeah. Right. And so then like it worked, but yeah, it's just a method to increase your productivity with built in breaks. Right. Because like, not that he needed to, but even God took a break on the seventh day. (laughs) Right. And yeah, it's well, yeah. it, it, and and I think when we talk about time, that's something that is also very important for us to remember and remind ourselves of. It's okay to take breaks. Yeah, like it, th- like there are nights where I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not doing yeah. anything. I'm gonna sit on the couch. I may go play my PlayStation Three and NCAA 2014 just to let my mind <laughs> like melt. Right. Right. Or I might like go and read a book or just go you know whatever but yeah rest like that's one thing especially in the ministry because like i grew up in the ministry my dad was a pastor right you're right. you're on call 24 7 yeah regardless of what happens you are on call 24 7 and i think and and jess and i've had this conversation too i i think the trap of a lot of pastors is they think that it's good when they are so busy that they forget to sabbath themselves mm-hmm. yeah. right well that's okay yeah. you know my rewards and like yeah that's great but there comes a point where if you don't get rest there's actually damage that you could do in your ministry right. yeah. because you haven't you know taken that time to just step back and go that's why i yeah. think it should be mandatory for every pastor to have some type of sabbatical like mm-hmm. mandatory like a sabbatical cycle right like yeah. Not that they need a year off, not that they need months off, but like every three years you're gone for two weeks, three yeah. weeks. Nobody can contact you. Nobody, you know what I mean? And you do at that time whatever you need to do because yeah. pastor's time, I mean, my dad still gets caught. I mean, yeah, it, it's okay to take breaks. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, and you're right. And that's, that is one thing, like, I, I, I will say that was when, Rachel and I were, you know, came to where we are in the, in the, uh, congregations. She was like, you have to take a day away. Um, and, and it was, it was for her in one, one regard, mm-hmm. but it was also, it was, it was for me because mm-hmm. it was like, you're going to be so tied up that if you, if you let yourself get sucked into it, you will get sucked into it. and. So she was kind of, no, take the Friday and uh, just stay home, you know, stay away from the office. And and that's another thing that, like, in ministry, I think sometimes gets taken for granted, right? Especially, and and I I forget exactly how, like, your church polity is and all that, but, like, our our church is run by a deacon board and trustees with the pastor overseeing that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. My dad gets Saturdays off. Yeah. Those guys work in corporate. They get Saturdays and Sundays off. Yeah. And that's the thing that kind of gets forgotten in church work is like Sunday is not a day off for pastors. <laughs> yeah. Like Sunday is their work day, Yeah, which is why Saturday and, you know, uh, there should be a day throughout the week that guys are getting, you know, yeah. breaks. Because yeah. And I know this is this is focusing more on the ministry, and we were talking about dads, but right. like, yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's the framework that I work from because yeah. it's what I grew up with. 
right? And it's it, and it, it's you know if we want the best piece of wisdom I've ever heard actually came from you. Yeah, when I interviewed you for a <laughs> for a paper when I was writing in grad school, yeah. and what was the wisdom that you told me? You can only pour if, if you could. You can you only said pour it from negatively. Your, you can't, sorry, can't pour from, an, from empty an empty cup. cup. Yeah, and you have yeah. to take those times to fill up your cup. But the same thing works in fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you can't invest in your kids if you are stretched yeah. so thin. That you're just completely empty. Yeah. Like if you, you have to have time of recharge, and sometimes right. that may be with your kids. Sometimes that may be with your wife. Yeah. Sometimes it may be woodworking in the garage, right? Yeah. But don't let that then become the reason that you are right neglecting. Because that's the other danger. Is of course. Well, I just yeah. I I need this to. Well, yeah, it becomes an idol. Um, and it becomes yeah. the I'm and one of my favorite sports is the worst offender in golf, uh, right? Like yeah, guys yeah. that go out and golf, right? Like yeah. I love golf and I, I love yeah. playing golf, but I haven't played golf in, well, I didn't play at all this year, except for when I took Jack to a little pitch and putt, mm. uh, just because like, just to think like, it's the most relaxing thing. It's it. I love it. It fills me up, but that's four hours. At yeah. minimum, away yeah. from my family on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. the I don't know how the, the, the cost analysis of that just does not work out positively, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's the... I, I So I love golf, too. I played, I think, three times or the last year, and, yeah, it was... One of them was Rachel told me, "Go and do this because uh, you need to to take that that you, you need to go spend some guy time because it was with one of my uh, one of my mm-hmm. elders at at the, at the church, so uh, which was nice because it's you know uh, it, you get to have you get to have that that growth and relationship with mm-hmm. the people in your congregation and they're sure. they're and the other thing is they're much older and wiser they've had more time on mm-hmm. this earth and so they, they can give you insights on things that you know don't even think about um but yeah it, the that it's that gets to the prior prioritizing of you know when it, when we do take a rest or do take a break or take a an activity to kind of recharge or reset that doesn't become so idolatrous yes um, and, and and take away from our other priorities because in a in a real sense that is you think about the commandments uh remember the sabbath day keep it holy um by keeping it holy that that became a big issue for the the jews the jews in the in the mm-hmm. second temple because it was now we don't want to we don't want to violate the sabbath at all so we're going to not do Anything. anything yeah um and i mean jesus points out a couple of times like which if, if one of you has a, a child that falls in a well will you not pull him out right um yeah, well and, and i mean the ultimate like was the sabbath made for man or man for the sabbath right 
right? And 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 it goes back to what you're saying. The the priorities with which we manage our time are going to dictate how our time is spent. Right? If it, I I do what I do because I love my family, right? And right. I I have I have things that I want to accomplish because I believe that God has laid them on my heart to to, you know, facilitate different opportunities for people to learn and to serve the church and things like that. And if I'm going to do that, I can't do that throughout the day. So that's my four to six thirty time, right? Like that's when I get up and study and, and read and, and, and prepare things that I can prepare. And then if an opportunity affords itself later in the day, then, you know, maybe I'll take it. But my first duty is always going to be to just Jack, Nora and Teddy. Right. And I need to be on top of things for them. Mm-hmm. But here's the interesting thing. Jess knows when I've been up at four and when I've gotten up later than four. Because, okay. and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. When I've gotten up at four and, like, my morning has gone as I've scheduled it, yep. like, she wakes up and I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, what do you need? I'll make a breakfast. Da, 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 da. She goes, wow, you're in a good mood, right? I'm like, yeah. But if I get up at, like, six or seven mm. and I'm a little draggy, and she's yeah. like, you didn't get up this morning, did you? I'm like, no, <laughs> like I didn't. Yeah. I was laying right next to you, right? Um, and it's just, I don't know. It, it's what works for me, right? It might not work for everybody. People think I'm crazy when I tell them <laughs> that I get up at 4.30. And you know what the worst thing is? Is our Army weekends when we're on, on field training exercises. Yeah. Because that's three or four nights that. I don't get up at four thirty those nights, and then it's yeah. really hard to get back into that routine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, so kind of shift uh, a little bit on on the discussion of time and time management because I think if it, it, for everybody that's, that's out there, obviously come up with some sort of structure because mm-hmm. you, you have to have that and know know your boundaries know you know know your priorities that's the other part um and and treat time as a gift i really like the the way that you, you because when you look at it and say this is what i got to do that's treating it as a gift this is what mm-hmm. god you know got you to do today right yeah um so uh but oh go ahead well i was go. just going to ask you before we move and like shift we brought up the idea of distractions, and there's always distractions. How do you deal with distractions when it comes to your time management and stuff like that? Oh, uh, that's so. I, I guess it, it's kind of a case by case because there mm-hmm. are, uh, like you're like you were talking about, being a pastor, being a chaplain, you are on call twenty four seven. So some of those distractions are like they become a necessary thing to respond yeah. to. Um, but I maybe, think... maybe invasive thoughts, right? Cause like, you know, Paul yeah, talks yeah. about taking thoughts captive and like, you're mm-hmm. sitting there studying and you're like, Oh, I got to do this. Right. Yeah. Like what is. Yeah. Uh, well, I think kind of having that list is, is part of it to go, okay, wait, let me get back on here. Um, back on task. Uh, and then, yeah, if it's, well, I mean, and if it's something that's like an overwhelming, because I, I, I know that this, this has happened to me several times, uh, and it often happens 
right when I'm about to go to bed and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And it, it actually, I mean, praying is, mm-hmm. it, I mean, really, that's part of it. Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. Um, or if, the, if this becomes something that I'm thinking about, it's, you know, Lord, I commend this into your hands. Take care mm-hmm. of this for me. And that's, that, that I would say that in the moments where there's something that, again, is so aggressive in your mind that unsettles me, that's the, the first response. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if that if that answers yeah. your question or no it does I so um I know we're talking about like these are more like ethereal like tips and and strategies but have you ever heard of a brain dump? Mm, can't say that I have. So a brain dump is an activity where you put like five minutes on the clock, okay. like on a on a timer, and yep. then you just literally with a piece of paper in front of you you just write anything and everything that comes to your mind. <laughs> Like, seriously, like anything and everything that just comes to your mind. And what happens after those five minutes is you're just like thinking clearly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then another strategy that I heard that I I don't utilize, I I utilize brain dumps when I've just got like a million things swirling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But another strategy that I heard is um, of, and I forget where I heard it, but, you know, notebooks are huge right excuse me for a second but yeah. like i keep a notebook like near me at all times mm-hmm. and then like this strategy what they talk about doing is keeping that on your desk like right by your writing hand and when that thought comes in you just write it down and then you go back mm-hmm. to what you're doing gotcha. right because you're like i'm acknowledging it but then i'm not focusing on it and then I right. go back and check my list when I'm done and see, like, okay, what do I need to prioritize next? Interesting. I do – it's it's interesting because I will do that with sermons. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'll be, I'll be thinking through – and, I, I mean, I write I – mean, that's my – like, all my – all almost all my sermons start out manuscript. Like, right. This is, you know, that's it. And there's – it's the same with, and I mean, you kind of see here that it's just like notes and stuff yep. that are, yep. you know, the way to, you know, so, so that I do that. It's like a brain. Dump. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. But, but I'll, in the brain dump activity, it's like literally like yours are your brain dump. There's focused on like your sermon. So you're thinking about your sermon and everything that could pertain to it. In an activity I'm describing, like you should see some of these lists sometimes, <laughs> right? They might be like, I need to pick up hot cocoa and I need to wash the car, and you know, like, like just different things, or like, you know, plan this, <laughs> or you know, it just so it, it could be something like, especially in those moments when, like, I don't know, I'm sure as a dad, you know, as a pastor, as a chaplain, as a husband you have had those moments where it's just like everything demands your attention. Yes. Now. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I have procrastination tendencies uh-huh. big time because I thrive under pressure. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
so like that also creates chaos because then everything demands your attention at you know one yeah. time but but being able to like flesh out and say okay here's everything that's in my mind right now now it's clear it's out of my mind it's on this paper now i can get to the task i need to accomplish gotcha interesting just some thoughts yeah yeah um so yeah the the, the kind of uh, other direction that i was thinking about with the time time management is, is again just time in general um you know, in, in thinking about so for for our christmas readings i don't remember if it was christmas eve or christmas day uh but it was you know this idea of in the fullness of time mm-hmm. um god sent forth his son and that there's there's a the biblical concept of time and the how that uh there's there's also well in in the bible there are two types of time there's chronos which is like the linear progression of sequence of events and that type of stuff and then there's this kairos which is uh really more of like a a heavenly kind of a heavenly time but it really it's it's that it's at the right time so mm-hmm. there are you know things it's uh, uh it's like describing the ripeness of a fruit um anyways and just kind of pondering those types of that 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 sense of time because we just experienced with new year's that chronos that chronology mm-hmm. that, that right. sequential okay it's a new day uh the earth has made a another trip around the sun um and you know and we wake up okay we're starting our next revolution around the sun but at the same time you know there's for the christian uh, this element of there's a a fuller time because there's a fuller existence mm-hmm. in christ that that's that's not bound by this 365 day cycle that leads to the next year and that type of stuff. So uh, there's like the, the time of repetition, which maybe is a bad word for it, but that's that chronological time. Right. mm -hmm. But then there's also, like you're saying for the Christian, the, the time of anticipation. Yeah. Right. Like that fulfillment that's going to come. Um, so what was, where, what's the, the thought, I guess, or what's the conversation? So uh, when we think, when we, change over to the new calendar year to realize mm-hmm. that yeah that's a it's a great gift that we all get to experience but at some point that will end for each of us mm-hmm. um you know there will come a there will come a last new year's that we celebrate there will come a, a last christmas that we celebrate mm-hmm. um with our here on earth with our with our family and friends and that stuff but there's an eternity that lies ahead of us and to realize that I, I liked your, your word there, the anticipation of that, that that's, that's actually a driving force in our, mm-hmm. our own time and how we look at that sequential, it, it, those sequential events and that chronological um, happening. And it just it kind of hit me on New Year's and, well, Christmas into New Year's and stuff that it's like, because... You know, I see my kids now at five, three, and two, just turned two, and I know that they're going to continue to chronologically grow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we will too, to an extent, because I also, you know, look at my parents and my, my in-laws and see you know, where they are in their phase of life. And there's a, there's a part of that that's beautiful, but there's also a part of that that's kind of, you know, a little bit humbling, uh, to say the least. And, and it's that tension of this is what we're going to experience, yet at the same time, knowing there's an eternity that lies ahead of us. So my, I guess if we're for question's sake, like how does that play into uh, our roles as fathers, husbands, yeah. you know, and, and men? Is yeah. When we're, where I think this comes out, and this goes back to the, the daily grind stuff is you won't, you know, you kind of mentioned this, you won't look back and say, man, I wish I had spent another 10 minutes or answering that email or whatever right. it was, you know, I, I wish I'd spent more time uh, playing beauty shop with my daughter. <laughs> well, right? yeah, that's what you want to say. Right. Yeah. Versus the, I wish I'd spent more time in the cubicle or wherever. Right, you right. Know. Uh, and so, and so, you know, it's just those that kind of like, how do we balance and how do we focus ourselves on that? Wait a second, this, there's an eternity that lies ahead of us, um, and, and there's an eternity that lies ahead of our our families, mm-hmm. and to get them focused on that as well, yet not losing. Uh, the importance of where we are in this chronological. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So as you were talking about that, there's a couple of thoughts that came to my mind, right? Uh, first, Philippians 1, where Paul says, It's my eager expectation and hope thou not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then he goes on and talks about how it's his eager anticipation to be with the Lord. But while he's here, he wants to, you know, serve um, the community and and, and serve them well and and bring the most glory to God. And then we talked about this previously. I forget which podcast it was, but um, and there's no better time to bring it up than our first (laughs) episode of the new year. But Jonathan Edwards resolutions. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read through those? No, uh, you've mentioned them before. Yeah, so, and I actually did this uh, a couple nights ago. I'm not publishing them. They are for my own. They're hanging above my computer. Um, But I I, I made six resolutions, right? Not New Year's resolutions. These are like life resolutions because New Year's resolutions are garbage, right? (laughs) They're garbage. But these are like, okay, if I'm going to be a man of conviction, this is what I need to resolve, be resolved to be, right? Right. So Edwards, his, he has like 70, 70 of them, okay? Wow. And he would read them every week, which is brilliant, which is why I put mine above my computer. But number five on his says this, resolved never to lose one moment of time, but to seize mm-hmm. the time and use it in the most profitable way that I can. And then he goes on in number six and says, resolved to live with all my might while I do live. Yeah. And then he goes on in number seven to say, resolved never to do anything which I would be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. Yeah. Right. 
And and so I think that like I think the the time of anticipation and when it comes to like the hope that we have in eternity and what that eternity will be gathered around the throne of God, worshiping with the saints and crying out, holy, 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 should then motivate the time of chronology that we have here. Right. Which means, you know, look, when we get to eternity, you know, you brought up the idea of thinking, man, I wish I would have done this. Right. Those aren't really going to be thoughts that we have when we're standing no. around the throne because no. we're going to be just awe inspired, right? Yeah. But I don't want to be the man who chronologically, when I get to be 70, God willing, is saying, yeah, I wish I would have played beauty shop with my daughter as opposed to sending that email. Right. Right. And so when I read something like to live with all my might while I do live, well, what am I here to do? Right. What goes back to our. It goes back to our priorities. Yep. We are a Christian. We are a husband. We are a dad. We are an employee in that order. And so yep. I'm going to live with all my might in that order. Right. Right. I'm going to spend time with my creator daily until I meet him face to face. I'm going to pursue and love my wife until I draw my last breath. Right. And I'm going to set the example of Christ for my children for as long as I can, yeah. right? Because yeah. that allows the anticipation to then influence the chronology. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's, that's good. I, I think that that's worth reflecting on as we have entered a new year and mm -hmm. thinking of, you know, okay, uh, God brought us safely because that's, that's kind of like, what we pray at the new year's thank you god for this last 365 days mm -hmm. uh, forgive forgive all of the things that we've done wrong there right and then you know kind of prosper us as we look forward to the next 365 days or as many days as i mean christ may return tomorrow who knows yeah um there's an old story you know, and i don't i don't know if it's old or not but it was told to me so i'm assuming it's old um of a of a man and a wife who got into just a horrific fight and the guy goes to work and he tells his colleague about what's going on and through the course of the conversation the man realizes that I need to talk to my wife right and so he tells the colleague and the colleague goes well alright he goes yeah I'm just going to call her or I'm just going to talk to her when I get home and the guy says how do you know you're going to make it and the guy goes, no, we're going to make it. Like, I understand where I was wrong. And, and like, w this isn't. He goes, no, that's not the question I'm asking. Right. How do you know you're going to make it home? Right. Right. Like, I, I don't want to be morbid and I don't want to be depressing. But, like, the, the reality is. <laughs> I'm going to quote Garth Brooks. <laughs> tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. It's not if. I mean, the song is If Tomorrow Never Comes, but the, the reality is, is that tomorrow never comes, because ultimately, what was tomorrow becomes today, yep. and tomorrow is always something that is out there, yep. which, to take that more granularly, every breath that we take is quite literally a gift from our Creator, Right. and the last breath that I took 
I'm not guaranteed to take another one. Right. Which is why we must live, as Jonathan Edwards says, with all of our might. Yep. While we do live. Live. Yeah. Remembering our priorities of Christian, husband, father. And then we are we are an employee. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that you know not the hour or the day. Um and if the man had known when the thief was going to break in he would have been prepared correct and this this uh and that's you know that, that's a again kind of a humbling thing um yet at the same time that goes back to the and i i understand why uh this is a the romans 8 passage romans 8 31 through 39 mm-hmm. is a uh, a new year's eve thing but i i i went almost the whole chapter and preaching about it, and talking about it, because it's it's Paul begins that kind of section with, I do not, uh, the present sufferings of this life are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us, and you know, and then it ends with nothing in all of creation, neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor anything else, you know, nothing can separate us from the, the love of God in Christ, and so that compels you each and every moment to say, well, if this is my last moment, Christ loves me. And if he's going to give me another moment, I should make that known to others in, in carrying it out in my vocation. To live as Christ. Exactly. And then to die yep. is gain. That was a very, uh, that was a very transformational passage for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like we've talked about the you know soli deo gloria, and you know to the glory of God alone. And um, in my life, that passage is huge for me because when I worked as a youth pastor, our church took a trip to um, Kenya, and I didn't go. I was back, you know, holding the fort down. My my mom and dad went, and right before they left, my you know you- my dad walked me through the hey, if we don't come back, plan. Right. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, we were really challenged as a church to pray for this mission trip while they were, you know, over there and all that. And and so I, you know, when I would lay in bed at night, I would start praying. And I would start praying, and I would pray that, you know, the the work would be done, that, that, you know— the message of Christ would go out and that they would come home safe. And then every time I said that, no, I didn't hear a voice, okay? Because I'm not one of those kind (laughs) of Christians. But I did feel something in my soul. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit going, what if I don't want them to come back safe? Mm -hmm. In the sense of, what if there was more glory to me through their death than through their life coming back safe? And and that's where and you've heard me preach this passage yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, I remember. Um, where I came up or wrote my sermon and preached it the Sunday that they got back. Um, the greatest desire of God yeah. is for His glory and for our good. Yeah. From the passage that you taught on New Year's, yeah, Romans eight. No, and and that's a, I, I think it's a hard thing 
Well, I, I, I know it's our thing. It's, it is. It's every, every, because every sinner, which, which includes us, always, want things, always wants things to go their way, mm-hmm. follow our desires, work out the way we plan it. Um, and especially when it comes to time, I want to have time, time to... and safety of and, loved ones. Yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's a, a, again, a humbling reality that it's, it's not really, it's not in our hands, you know, no. it's a, it, we talked about the sovereignty of God, um, in the last few episodes and we, we did, might as well bring up election tonight. No. Um, but, but that, that, that there's either that's going to terrify you or that's going to be so comforting mm-hmm. because if God decides to take away my loved ones, I know where they're going mm-hmm. because they trust Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if God decides to take me, uh, I know where I'm going because I trust Christ. And that should be the comfort for uh, those whom I leave behind. Uh, right. But that's a that's a very that's a it hard is pill very to swallow. Hard. Because, it is a very hard pill to yeah. swallow because, like, we understand that theologically, we understand right. yeah. that academically, mm-hmm. we believe that faithfully. But then there's always that old man, right? I yep. I, I have mm-hmm. this all the time. You know, I I think about this often. Um, no, I don't think about my death often, but like. There is a pain that comes inside when I think, like, we go on our, our okay, okay, we'll use NTC for an example, right? I'm gone for a month, yeah. right? right? If something were to have happened to me at NTC, right? Right. Like, yes, I'm celebrating at the throne of God. Everything's fine for me, but Jack doesn't have a dad. Right. Jess, or Jess doesn't have a husband, Nora doesn't have a dad, Teddy doesn't have a dad. Yeah. And and there's also the possibility that down the road there could be somebody else that is raising them. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which that's what the the hard pill is for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I get it and and I trust God and his plan is ultimately for his glory and for our good, but that's where I get like the you know the 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 nerves of yeah. you know of death. Well, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and I, I mean, I, it is. Yeah, the. It's it, well, again, it gets down to a, a trust in God. Of yeah, He is working things out for our good, for His glory, for those who are called according to His mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and that that's yeah that that means we actually have to go. All right, God. Well, we have to, um, Paul, well, as Jesus says to Paul also, we have to die to ourselves. Uh, Correct. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer mm-hmm. I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is so tough to do. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's why the, that's what we, we've talked about it numerous times, daily contrition and repentance, um, you know, coming back. Returning to God and saying, "Lord, have mercy on me. Help me. Help, uh, Lord. I believe. Help thou my unbelief." Mm-hmm. Sorry, King James. 
It's okay. I grew up. Um, on it. I, I expect it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so, I do. It's like anytime yeah. it's quoted, I, I find myself quoting it often. It's okay. Yeah. So, you, you know, and it's, and it's that because those are really the sticking points. It's, yeah. You know, the, um, and, mean, and it's not tangible, right? Right. Like yeah. We as like, we yeah, as people like yeah. tangible outcome, expectation, things like that. When we yeah. talk about, you know, and, and I say the word ethereal, but I, I, it, it is reality as well. There is there is a realness to it, but it's not really tangible. Yeah. Well, to to maybe this is a strange analogy, but since it's fresh on our minds, you know, there's the what if Michigan hadn't stopped that quarterback? Like, there's, you know, there was, there was, yeah. with the with the final seconds and the final play about to happen. There's, we're preparing in our minds. Okay, if this, if Michigan stops them, this is going to be the greatest celebration, you know, since uh, ninety eight or ninety seven, ninety seven, mm-hmm. and or it's going to be. Ah, the same thing that we felt the last two years, and, and you know, yes can, and no, it's yes and no. I know where you're going <laughs> with this, and it's a good analogy. But like in that moment, like in my basement, because everybody yeah. around me was going where you're going, they were all like, "We got to stop them. We got to stop them. We got to stop them." And I had to step yeah. back and remind them, "Listen, if they score, the world hasn't ended." Right. Yeah, and, and it's, but that's 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 my. But it's it's there's a there's a tangible we sure. know this is how it's going to yeah yeah it, it, it Michigan's either going to win or they're going to lose and you know and you can kind of prepare yourself for that but I don't know if we think about our lives no in that sense like the the reality of um you know this might be my last podcast with you this might be mm-hmm. uh you know the whatever and and it's just not to, it's not concrete and it's not tangible because everything is so unknown yeah yeah right yeah right uh, it, it, so it's a mystery anyway, but that's but well yeah except and this is and this goes back to the romans 8 um he who did not spare his own son mm-hmm. gave him up for us how will he not also graciously give us all things and that's i think that's where yeah we don't know the we don't have the concrete how everything's gonna we don't have the we, yeah we don't have the the two the binary either we're gonna win or we're gonna lose mm-hmm. kind of thing for every decision that's in front of us but we do have the ultimate promise that the the, the victor has already appeared and has already won and has promised that victory to us as well. We Correct. are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Um, so, yeah. I, it, I realize we kind good. of ram, rambled no, through the, the but I But I think that, that when it, when, I don't think, like, it's all about faith and trust in the word of God, which we go back to on every podcast, right? Because if that is what God has promised, then that is what God will do. Even if we can't, you know, we don't have that binary binary solution or the tangible evidence, we have faith and trust in the God who has created and is working all things together for his glory 
and for our good. And that includes our time. And how we use that time has to be focused on how it glorifies God. Are we doing, are we taking steps, are we managing our time well, are we mastering our schedule, or are we being mastered by our schedule? I think that is a good place to wrap up tonight. Hopefully this has been a great practical and maybe not so practical, but still a good discussion on priorities and time kicking off the new year in 2024. Hopefully it has been worth your time. Hell yeah. Well, we know it's been (laughs) worth their time. So listen, this has been the Two Chaps Pod. We are so glad that you stopped by to take a listen. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify for longer conversations. I know these are about 45 minutes to an hour long. There's even more on Apple and Spotify. So make sure you download and follow there. We will see you all next week. We hope you manage your time well. And Coleman, as we always say, stay uncultured. We'll see you next week. That was good. It did not yeah. ramble. Okay. It, uh, I mean, it was just because when we do talk about time, I mean, it's kind of this, it, well, it's ethereal in, in a sense. Like, you were, like I mean, the, the, well, when we talk about eternity, I guess, yeah. that's, you know, uh, I mean, was it Ecclesiastes or, or Proverbs that says, God has set eternity in the heart of man, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know because of sin we're blinded to that. So mm-hmm. we know it's it's kind of there, but we don't know how to right. deal with it. Mm-hmm. So. No, uh, I I love talking about practical application, right? Because I I mean you know I I I love studying doctrine. I love teaching doctrine, but I love seeing it practically applied into somebody's life yeah well that's yeah and and good doctrine is always practical always yeah i just i i guess what i'm trying like i love the topic tonight because it was like here's how here's a few things that you can try yeah yeah yeah. right and like and and what works for me is not going to work for you right but i can send you i'll make a, a copy of my my spreadsheet that that has the Pomodoro breaks in it. Okay. Like starting at 4 a.m. till 10 p.m. Gotcha. And so like it has, I'll, I'll have it all filled in for you if you want to use it. It's up to you. Yeah, I, you can fill it in with the colors. That, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it just, with, with how so much has happened I said in the last two weeks, and I mean, maybe I, I, I get it. It's just circumstances with some of the things, but it was just like, holy cow, you know? Yeah. And I realized no, it was a great topic, man. Yeah. And I actually liked you kind of driving the podcast, man. How'd that feel? <laughs> uh, that was, it was unique. I was like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm asking the questions tonight. Yeah, I, you were. No, that was not man. a bad dynamic. No. Because no. I, like with your brother last week, I just felt like I was interviewing you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. which is fine. I don't. I I I don't mind doing that. But 
no, I thought I thought this was really good. Um, and I'll be excited for what we talk about next week. But we said we had a cutoff time and we're just about over it. So I'm going to sign yeah. off from pot, uh, Spotify and Apple. Thank you all for sticking around. And we will see you next week. As always, stay uncultured. Hey, everybody, just want to thank you once again for spending some time with the Two Chaps Pod today. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you've liked and subscribed to our channel. Pound that bell for notifications so you can be notified when our latest content drops. If you're on social media, we are all over the place, including the brand new threads from Meta. And I do want to remind you, for longer content, including pre-show and post-show audio, make sure you've subscribed on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the Two Chaps Pod. And until then, stay uncultured.